0: Hey there, everybody. It's Bob Davis with Loan Depot, and today's podcast is Bob's Mortgage Advice. Nobody sent me a note saying that they didn't want a different name, so we're sticking with it, and I'm glad you're here today. A bunch of things is going to happen today. Number one, we're going to talk about some details. Get a paper, get a pencil. You'll have less than 20 minutes to take these notes, but the good news about a podcast, you get to hear it again, play it much better and get it in. I want to introduce a friend of mine. His name is Tom Spence. Hey, Tom. Bob, it's great to be with you. It is great for you to be here. Tom is a jack-of-all-trades, master of many, and one of the things I've asked him to do is to help with the banter of today so you don't have to listen to me the whole time. He's. We're going to have a discussion. We have some points that we want to cover, but we believe that most of this information is going to either apply to you... As you consider or continue in the real estate ownership business, or maybe someone you love and care about will need this information. So pass it on. So Tom, I I just want you to do me a favor and just tell people a little bit about where you live, who you are.
1: I've lived in this county my entire life, raised in Thousand Oaks, lived in Fillmore for 20 years. I am a homeowner. So a lot of the questions I'm going to ask you are very, very important to me. <laughs> I've got kids and I want to make sure that I uh, you know, do the right thing and go in with knowledge as opposed to just imagining things that I do in my, um, my mind, which is a very fine mind sometimes. <laughs> and this is why we need professionals. We're all good at something, but you need the professional to go to when you're, you're doing stuff. Like I say, you're not gonna drill out your own teeth. You know, uh, We need financial help. We need sometimes help with uh, physical fitness and diet. So you are my man when it comes to <laughs> uh, dealing with my mortgage. And I'd Low like face. to start off with the big one right now. And this is almost like uh, when you go on a diet and people say, what do you weigh? <laughs> the thing that comes up all the time now, it's what do you weigh is the interest rate. Everybody bases their entire life on interest rates. We know they've jumped they've gone up a bit for us. Uh, Tell me what's really going on with this key
0: number, which is
1: an interest rate,
0: Bob. There you go. Great question. Interest rates are the basis of what a mortgage costs. Interest rates have nothing to do with property taxes. They have nothing to do with insurance. They also have nothing to do with when you wake up in the morning and have coffee at home, unless you buy really expensive coffee and it costs a lot of money. But interest rates, as they relate to the mortgage industry, are subject to a lot of different governmental programs that there are not options to go, go in and out of. What does that mean in English? What it really means is interest rates will go up and interest rates will go down. Back when we were at 2.5% with an APR of the same, um, just, what, a year and a half ago, people were going, oh, I think it's going to go down below one, or below two, excuse me. Well, gracious me, how aggressive can you be? Well, now that we're considerably higher than that, the big question is what are interest rates doing to the homeowner, to the investor? And right now what's happening is the government has play in that, the private markets have play in that. And folks listening to this phone call – The good news is, you don't have anything to do with this. It is what it is. And the money that comes for your mortgage, whether it's through a credit union, an independent mortgage bank like Loan Depot, which is the second largest non-bank lender in the country, or a local bank, it's the same pot of money. It's the same pot of money. It's a matter of how that lender wants to deal with it. Hint, interest rates are critical to your decision but not because of the interest rate, because of what it costs you to get it. Because the best available rate is usually only held for the best absolute top tier customer. Hint number two, when you hear advertised rates, those are usually exactly what I just said. If you have the top tier customer rating, you can probably get that rate. And if you can't, or if you're not that top tier person, then you're not being lied to, but you're certainly being subjected to information that doesn't apply to you. So the answer directly to you, Tom, is interest rates will always change. Back when we were 16.5% with an APR of 19.2% back in 1981. Yes, 1981. People thought that wasn't such a bad deal. Why? Because they wanted the house. It's that simple. Now, when we look
1: at interest rates going down and we couple it with a word, recession, tell us what that means to the home buyer or real estate investor. Now, interest rates go down, but
0: there's a recession. What does that mean? Well, int- inflation, recession, stagflation. Those are three words you want to write down. And over the next few weeks of podcasts, we're going to talk about them when interest rates go down in a recession it is a technical response because you've probably heard this term before the federal reserve increases the discount rate when the discount rate is increased when it goes up mortgage rates begin to go down it's an inverse relationship today is not the day to discuss the over technical part of that but the fact remains is recession is due to a Lack of spending by the consumer. Usually, there's big inflation involved. Consequently, the Federal Reserve does what they've been doing recently, and that is they decrease, excuse me, they increase the federal discount rate. And as we've seen over the last 30 days, interest rates have come down. They're not going to stay down, but they have come down. So when I look at the home values, I look around, they
1: don't seem to be dropping. I get a report every month, and it seems like I'm ready, steady, go. I'm, I'm holding my own. My logic tells me that we should be in somewhat of a home value drop at this point. What's your opinion on that, Bob? You know,
0: the next thing I'm going to say is my opinion. And since nobody's paying for this podcast, it's worth exactly what you're going to pay for it. Zero. But please take this information and check it out. Check it out with professionals. If your professionals include family members, check it out with other professionals because you need to get real, honest, clear responses. Here's my answer. In Ventura, Santa Barbara, in Los Angeles County, what we have right now is about 40% of the normal inventory. Normal, meaning if there were supposed to be 100 homes for sale, in any price range, it doesn't matter what price range it is, we only have 40. Well, if there's a lot of buyers that want to buy, guess what? It maintains the values of homes. Why? Because they want to buy. Well, Bob, interest rates are up. Yes, they are. People still are buying homes. If that inventory doubles from 40% to 80% of normal inventory, and that will occur probably in the wintertime, January, February this coming year, you will not see a dip in values. What you will see is a stabilization. And fortunately for all people, homeowners, investors, and renters alike, you'll start to see an appreciation, that is evaluation of properties, slow down from the 16 and 18% per year we've had down to 4 or 5%, which is still a good clip over a long period of time. But over the short period of time, basically homes have gone up 50% in the last three years. Oh my gosh, that is unsustainable. And it's good that we're finally seeing a kickback. But the direct answer to your question about valuations, why aren't they dropping? They aren't dropping because there's not enough inventory to supply that. If we were to have 125% of inventory, different story. Also interesting in this, and I'm going to go on a
1: little sidebar here. How do I know what my home's worth? Like I said, I'm getting this report. What is this report? <laughs> yep. You know, before, just like the analogy of uh, diet, you weigh yourself every day. Do you check Zillow every day? What is, in your opinion, the best way to know what your home is worth? And should you really check
0: often? It's It's kind of like checking your weight. Most physical trainers say check your weight once a week. If you check your weight every day, you're probably not having a good comparison. But... For home values, the source, and I mean the source, is a professional local realtor who knows your market. For example, if the professional realtor you know handles all the multi-million dollar properties in in the uh, beach area, and you don't live in the beach area, that may not be the best professional realtor for you. But the professional realtor that is in your area or that you trust immensely, is critically important to find out that information. If you go to online services, and I won't name them because I'm absolutely prejudiced up against all of them, including realtor.com, they provide data that is good, but it's not that good. Your professional realtor, local professional realtor, don't hire somebody from a different county unless they are very active in your neighborhood because that's the pro. Not me, not online service, a local professional realtor. And Bob, timing is everything. When is the best time to buy a home? Please give me that time. Well, I will give you the analogy that I gave to my friend this weekend. When you want to buy a car, you buy it the last day of the month when it's raining and there's nobody on the car lot. It's called contrarian view. And that is to say, when sales are going through the roof and people are overbidding each other and there's multiple offers on every single home, that's probably not the best time to want to buy a home unless that's the home you want. If that's the exact home, then other piece of advice I gave to a really close friend recently was then pay $25,000 more than what they're asking. Get it over with and get your house. So I'm, I'm taking apart your question, Tom, in two different ways. One, do you want the house or do you want a deal? What are you looking for? If you're looking for a deal, wait till it's raining last day of the month. That would be generally the week before Christmas through the first week of January if it's raining. And I know it never rains in Southern California, but it's important to know that when everybody else is doing something, you do the complete opposite. And that actually is a direct answer to your question.
1: All right, because we've seen it, and it happened to me in Fillmore. When we first moved in there, about three years later, they started a new housing track, and they were selling houses for $410,000. The realtor got upset with me because I walked in, and with my loud voice, I said, who would pay four ten for a house in Fillmore? Those houses are now at five seventy-five dollars to $600,000. Thank you very much. When's the best time to buy a home?
0: It's, and it's just a matter of, A, are you ready? Are you mentally and physically prepared and financially prepared? And most importantly, know your market. And again, I am not a professional realtor. You must have that person in your bag because that person can respond to you with straightforward answers as to how to work within the market. As a quick ag- example, in Fillmore, the market has changed dramatically. In March, it was a very skin, very slim market, almost nothing for sale. Now there's some properties for sale, but they're at the upper end of what people used to think was middle. And everybody went, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? And guess what? They're selling. Why? Because people want to buy them. It's just that simple.
1: So it works out. Combining two here. Causes up, very, very difficult for people to buy or invest in real estate. Yeah. Programs, what do people need to know? Are there advantages for some? Are there programs out there that help us buy a home?
0: You know what? On these podcasts, and Tom, you and I have talked about this before. The microphones were hot today. I always want to tell the truth because if you – If you varnish the truth and make it sound good, you generally are lying. And I have unfortunate experience at that my younger life. So here's the truth. There isn't a single first-time homebuyer program in the state of California that works in Ventura County for a first-time buyer that makes less than $108,000 a year. Now, I will hopefully get a lot of flack for that statement. But it's just true, when your average house price is $812,000, it is very difficult to look at a consumer who makes $108,000 a year unless they have a 40% down payment, yes I said 40, they're not going to buy a house. Are there other homes for much less than $800,000? Yes there are. But the programs that are advertised saying you can get all your down payments squared away and get all your closing costs, that's true but not in a price range of $800,000. You've got to look in the 650, 640, and below market. Are there properties for sale? Yes. But again, who wants to buy the the 55 Volkswagen? Well, actually, 55 would be great. Who wants to buy the old, frumpy car when they can buy the brand-new Escalade? I mean, let's face it. So, we have to, you have, as the consumer, have to be ready and real with what's going on because the programs that are available, and we're happy to talk about them with you. In fact, Loan Depot has a program specifically, you don't have to be a first time homebuyer, you don't have to have a high credit score, and we will still get down payment assistance for you. Well, what does that mean? That's where we have to sit down nose to nose and really make sure that whatever we tell you is truthful and applies to you. For all the people out there,
1: Bob, what is the next step? The information they got in this uh, program,
0: what do they do now? The next step in the program is I would hope that we've created ideas in your mind so you'll ask questions. Contact me, thebobdavis.com or my email address, bobdavis at loandepot.com. You can call me, but you know what? I'm not going to pick up the phone because I'm usually talking with somebody, and it would be unfair for me to say call me because you're not going to get me. 805-658-7435. I do accept texts there. The next step in your process is if you have questions, call me, text me, or email me. The real first step is to sit down with a professional Realtor, interview a person's until you have finally found someone that you like, you trust, and works in a market that you want to buy or sell in. The second thing is, meet with a tax person and say what are the benefits of owning a home, owning an investment property, owning a second home. What are my benefits? Third, call me, set an appointment, Text me, email me, set an appointment. Prefer to do it in person because that way you can look at me and go, oh, I don't like him. Well, if you don't like me, don't hire me. But take my information because if I don't like you, I'm not going to work with you either. But the fact remains is professional realtor, tax advice, and then Bob the lender. At that point in time, you'll have enough information that you will then need to go back to your professional Realtor and your tax person and say, here, here's the facts. What do I need to know now? It's nice that you get to pick the team you can work with too. Each
1: one of those members that you pick yourself on your personality and your likes and dislikes.
0: Absolutely. In fact, it is not uncommon for professional Realtors, lenders, and accounting professionals to all work in the same team, the same office. I have found sometimes that is not as successful for the consumers as it might be. Let's wrap it up, Bob. Give us your information. What's the next step? Next step is bobdavis at loandepot.com. That's the email. The web address is the bobdavis.com. More jokes about that at a different podcast. And my phone number is 805-658-7435. I want you to know it's great to be with you. Have a great day.